0: Listener Production.
1: It's Friday. Happy Friday. Thank God it's
2: Friday. I like to call him Mr. Happy. Happy, happy, joy. joy. Happy days. Darling. We dance, we kiss, we schmooze, we carry on, we
3: go home happy. What do you say?
2: It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast.
3: G'day, g'day. This is All Day Breakfast with your boys, Matt and Alex. But you may have heard of me on another podcast this week. Jumping up with uh, our good friend Bridget Hustwaite for her podcast, Figuring Out 30 alongside um, ex-AFL player and podcaster Dylan Buckley. Um, We talked about the age of 30 from a dude's perspective at O'Connor. You've been through that. Yeah,
2: man. But, I mean, 30 for me was awesome. Way better than my 20s. Oh, man. Yeah, like, wasn't living in some gross share house, broke as, doing nothing with my life. Like, I had stuff to do, man. I, I was working on Triple J. I just got the new job. Mm. Uh, like, started my a new relationship.
3: Started having money. 30 was the best, bro. Because that's the thing, it can happen at any age, you know? And even if it's not 30 and it's 40, it's still you, it's still from your eyes, it's your brain.
2: I remember a friend when I was like 21, said that they were turning 28, and I was like, oh, oh, oh mate, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> My condolences. No, I wouldn't. You couldn't pay me to be 28 again. It was awful. So, uh, so yeah, no, 30 was tops.
3: All right. Well, if you want a bit more information on that, uh, figuring out 30 is there for you. But if you want some good wholesome Matt and Alex fun, we've got a big old show for you today. 30 is better than 37 as well.
2: I had to, I had to put. You know, remember when I dressed up as Drake at the Arias? Yeah. Can you dressed up as the background for a Hotline Bling? I remember. Well I needed I needed to get like some hair filament stuff I remember pouring that on your head
3: <laughs> like <laughs> to black make it powder. look like I
2: had a straight line instead of my terrible receding headline well I popped a buddy took that out of the cat bathroom cabinet again <laughs> yesterday I had to film an audition I was like all right I'm doing it
3: Well, we do touch on hair loss in the episode (laughs) as one of the things, so um, check out that one. But, yeah, as we mentioned, a big one today because we've got incredible Olympian Liesl Jones on the show. Some big controversy around uh, a particular swimming stroke this week and we wanted to get Liesl's opinion being one of our greatest swimming exports, but namely... Not someone who did Butterfly. So we'll get to that very, very soon. We've also got what's hitting with Sarah. We've got a great big mailbag. Should we get stuck in, Maddie? Let's go, let's go, let's go. It's Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast.
0: This is just the start.
3: Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go,
1: here we go. Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast.
3: Well, as always, Matt O'Kine, on a Tuesday, Rant Dog does divide the nation with his um, truth bombs dropping out of the old larynx there. So much so this week that it's it's reached circles, national circles, national swimming circles, when um, I got stuck into the topic of the swimming stroke butterfly. <laughs> it's all these losers who can't win in the other races. They have to come up with these technicalities that can get them on the podium. Well, I'm sick of it. Takes up 11 days in the Olympics. No. One end to the other. Get it over with. Enough. All Day Breakfast listener Bert, Lit the fuse and Rant.Exploded. Um, but for comments, Matt, we've actually got a four-time Olympian going to be joining us right now, Olympic Made swimmer it. and host of The Rush Hour on Triple M Drive in Queensland. Liesl Jones, welcome to All Day Breakfast.
0: Uh, hello. Yes, I completely agree with you. I mean, if Susie O'Neill called in, then you'd be in a whole lot of trouble because you'd have to defend yourself because she is and Butterfly. But, you know... I will defend you, and I do agree with you. It is rubbish. That <laughs> is like rubbish.
2: Yes, thank you, <laughs> Liesl. I, I remember watching you, uh, you know, in the two thousand Olympics. I was—I remember it being incredible at the time because I was fifteen as well, you know. And, you, and we sort of—we went in exactly the same circles. But we, you know, you were a Brizzy girl, and uh, and you were fifteen, and I was fifteen from Brizzy. And to see you on the world stage winning medals was just incredible. You were doing it breaststroke at the time. Was there ever a Was there ever a a time when you thought maybe that you would go to the dark side?
0: No, never. No, because they always get the credit. They always, Mm -hmm. you know, take all the glory and they think they're amazing and they get up there and think, I do butterfly and we're better than you because you're breaststrokers. And so, no, definitely not to the dark side. So I'm very glad to have this conversation because – Feel like breaststrokes, just completely underrated. By mm. the way, we have the best title of all the strokes for sure. Um, no one takes the, the piss out of us anyway, so that's good. Um, so we're already on the back foot anyway. So, yeah. in terms of doing that, I feel like you know, finally we get our time in the sun. So, no, I wouldn't go to the dark side.
3: Well, that's that's good, Liesl. Like, growing up, obviously, you uh, you do end up, end up well, a lot of people end up picking a preferred stroke, you've got your individual medleyists. Um, but when did you decide that, uh, you know, butterfly was rubbish and breaststroke was the one for you?
0: Well, breaststroke chose me very early because backstroke was by far my worst stroke and everyone, all coaches laughed at me. So I decided to stay away from that one. Um, I knew that Butterfly was pretty rubbish and too hard and no one likes them anyway. Uh, freestyle, I was far too slow. It just never won any races and I would always win races in breaststroke. So, that, it chose me. I was very young. I was probably about 12, mm. 11 or 12 when it chose me. But um, you've got to do all of them. You've got to try them before you can slam them. But, you know, once you try them, you go, that's not for me, then you pick the one that you like best.
2: I mean, with the, with the pool, as an outsider, it seems pretty straightforward, right? It's, you know, you're, you're, you're in the pool, you're going straight to the other end and possibly back again, sometimes several times. But, like, when I, when I, I remember when I was doing athletics, you know, there was, some, there was a lot of room for embarrassment, Liesl. I remember I, uh, I competed in the Open's high jump uh, at the GPS competition. Didn't clear a height. Uh, I didn't get right. over the very first bar. It was too high for me. Uh, I was in over my depth, quite literally. Um,
0: so the Frosby flop
2: was not your thing. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> but what was the most embarrassing that you thing that you've had happen uh, in and around the pool?
0: Oh. I, uh... Embarrassing things don't typically happen to me, but it's probably outside the pool where I probably make a fool of myself. Mm. Um, I did happen to mix up Gil McLaughlin with Hamish McLaughlin once. That was mega, mega embarrassing because they actually don't look alike. So um, that was probably the most embarrassing moment. But around the pool, I'm pretty – I was pretty confident, so – um and i don't think anyone wanted to mess with me if they wanted to do a prank so <laughs> because they know they would get it back yeah 10 times all
3: right very oh, good oh okay <laughs> Well mine was um Portland fifty metre pool, swim in that, dove in, goggles down around the neck, and you just gotta swim the yeah. whole like spluttering, <laughs> eyes closed, crashing into the laid ropes. Oh man. Just dreadful. And
0: you know what? Doesn't matter who's in the race, they will always take photos of that because it always looks great. Like the photographer will just hone in on that and just go, Oh, look at this Muppet with his goggles down.
3: That was it. No good. Well, do you think, Lazel, now do we What should we do as a society? Because obviously uh, the swimming pool is absolutely uh, sodden with too many different strokes for this. Do we try and remove a few of the strokes? I mean, obviously starting with the butterfly or do we sort of get a bit more equality in the other sports and maybe start including, let's say on the athletics track, people running backwards? Okay. People skipping. You've got to just jump two feet together all the way Mm. down the 100 metres.
2: sack race back to
3: the (laughs) The egg and spoon
0: race. You've got to be running with an egg on a teaspoon. A teaspoon. Yeah, exactly. Um, I reckon we could include a bit more equality. I think we could have more events in the games. Uh, We've got mixed medley relays now, but I feel like we could do the backstroke with the water bottle on the head race. Oh. Um, Oh, You could could do the Katie Ledecky, the freestyle with the cup of chocolate milk on her head. Um, oh. You can do all sorts of stuff.
2: Wow. I didn't know that there was, that was that many options. Yeah. Cause so, so are there any other strokes? I mean, because I didn't really even know that people, I guess, had to invent butterfly. They had to mm. go through a series of processes to get to, you know, onto the world stage and become an official stroke. Are there any strokes that we don't know about yet that, that might be vying for a fifth spot?
0: Well, I reckon there isn't any on the radar, but I reckon we could do an underwater race. Like yeah. you can just they're the quickest because it's fastest underwater. So they only let them go to fifteen meters. So I reckon if you can do it, no breathing, just underwater all the way. Let's race that. So that would I would be interesting. Oh, I love to that's do that's really
3: really yeah. good. I, I love doing that in the pool. Just see how far <laughs> yes. you can go. Or yeah. um, well, how
0: many laps you can do without a breath?
2: how, yeah. how, how many how many laps do you think would be possible? Like, do you know do do many of the swimmers that you know like can they do multiple laps?
0: Well, uh, you could definitely do 50. Um, I reckon that could be easily done. If you could get 100, you'd be the clear Olympic champion.
3: Wow, sure. that's yeah. so cool. Two laps. Now, obviously, swimming the breaststroke, uh, you've won some incredible individual medals in your time, Liesl. Um, there are a couple of occasions, though, in you know, medley races where you were forced to split uh, that medal with the help of someone who swum butterfly. Do you consider those medals part of your actual Olympic haul? <laughs>
0: The relay ones? <laughs> yeah. do are they tainted? Oh,
3: we- do you not include those because they had a <laughs> yeah, butterfly I think in there? We-
0: yeah, we could just leave that name out. It's kind of blurred, you know. When we blank out people's names, we kind of just blur those people. It's usually be Trickett. She was always the butterfly, so we right. just we, we well. kind of do, we don't refer to her by name. We kind yep. of refer to her as her or she or <laughs> you know, like she doesn't have an identity, and um, we blur um, out her face and all the in all the podiums. As
2: well. I've also heard that you actually cut out a quarter of the medal so that your gold medal or your medal just looks like Pac Man.
0: <laughs> uh, <Yeah>. Is that <laughs> We just gave her a piece piece of the pie, you know, the quarter of the of the pizza. We just gave that to her and said, "You can have that. We'll take the rest." But just don't associate with us. We don't want to be seen with you. Um, we're just we're not happy with you. So if you could just stand on the other podium,
3: that'd be great. Well, Lisa, you've made our day. You've made our listener Bert's day as well. I am absolutely sure. Thank you so much for jumping up on all day breakfast and uh, having My a little bit of a chat pleasure. to us about um, swimming. It's been great to have a have a talk. And uh, yeah, if you are if you do want to keep listening to. Liesl, Liesl Liam and Dobbo on Triple M Drive. I would highly recommend it. That's some good banter. Liesl, we'll catch you next time.
0: Thank you very much. See ya.
1: I smell toast. I'm calling
2: it.
0: That's cool. Drippy. What about like? That's pretty cool. What's hitting? Little
1: thing
2: called.
0: What's hitting? With. Uh, Sarah.
2: Yes, that is right. It is that time of our week where we chat to a good friend of ours who gives us the insight on what it's like to be a teenager in Brisbane and who is much cooler than Alex Dyson and myself. (laughs) So uh, we like to hear your questions on at matt.n.alex about, you know, what you want Sarah to tell you. It's a segment called What's Hitting With Sarah? And Sarah's on the line right now. Hello, Sarah. Hi,
1: guys.
3: I want to ask you, Sarah, do you watch Stranger Things? Uh, yes, I do. That's interesting um, because they're up to the fourth season now and I haven't actually started the fourth season. I've got to get on to it. But it is interesting seeing the kids, the ch- you know, the child actors who started out probably around your age at that time, growing into like adults. So you see these old adult actors now. How have you seen it with these uh, these actors growing up as you've watched the uh, seasons of Stranger Things?
1: I was literally just talking about this when in psychology when I was probably meant to be doing my work. But <laughs> I was like... Fully had a full conversation about this, about how the first season came out in 2016 and I was in grade four in 2016. What? Oh my so, god. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, it, oh my it's kind of weird because I fully thought they were like my age when I was watching the show and then I find out like recently, well I have kind of always knew, but like the one of the characters who's playing like I don't know, a 15 year old is actually 20 and another's 21 mm. and I was like flabbergasted when I found out I was not okay and then <laughs> fully I had a full conversation about it and it took me like a full moment to realise that we're not the same age as them
3: mm. I think for, for me it was the, the kids in Harry Potter sort of realising they were about your age <laughs> as, they were, as they were growing up
1: I read all the books first though I didn't watch the movies mm. after for a bit I read all the books first so I'm not sure about Harry Potter
3: so, Sarah,
2: let's jump into the uh, to what's hot and what's not these days because uh, a texter, Sam, got in touch with us with a question that, um, you know, for me, I still post my results of this particular uh, thing that Sam's talking about every single day, uh, and that is Wordle. Is Wordle still cool or was it ever cool?
1: Okay, so Wordle is actually so much bigger than I thought it was. I've never actually done it, but, like, my best friend and, like, all her friends and, like, the teachers, they'll all be going, like, oh, my God, have you done the Wordle today? And they literally all loved Wordle. So I would say it is hot because all my friends buy it.
3: Wordle wow, is hot. It's good to see the go. word games being hot because, you, know, you know, growing up, there were some things where they tried to make grammar or maths cool, like Maths Quest, like a video game where you try and get the answers and it does these sort yeah. of things. Are there any other educational games that, uh, that we should be getting on?
1: Um, well, from like the beginning of like having computers in class and school, Cool Math Games has had the superior power over all of the students. So, is it called Cool is- Math Game? Yeah, and you just log onto it and there's like a bunch of different games you can play. They're not really math related, but the school lets you play it, so...
2: (laughs) Wow, that is good to know. I remember there was the the running game and you had to get the typing right, and if you got the typing wrong, the, the person would like, fall over the hurdle. That was about as cool as the games got when I was growing up. There was a really
3: sick game growing up called The Incredible Machine, and what you used to do was, like, you'd fire a rocket and it would fly up and that would hit a cat and it would walk and drop into a basket, which would pull a lever, and you could make this. like It was like an engineering game almost. should look that one up, Sarah. I recommend it.
2: Well, look, uh, we've also got Liz who got in touch with us as a voice message. Uh, Liz has asked this question of you, Sarah.
3: Hey, Matt and Alex, it's Liz here. I have a question for Sarah. I was wondering if she could shed some light on the phrase don't at me or, you know, don't at symbol me because it's something that I still say quite frequently um, and I realise I don't hear many young people saying it and it could be incredibly uncool. So I was wondering if Sarah could let us know if don't at me is still hitting. What do you reckon, Sarah?
1: Look, um it's I wouldn't say that it's not hitting. I I still hear quite a few people say it. I just I just don't think I say it. Mm. I'm pretty sure it's still fine. Like it's it's hitting. It's fine.
2: What's your uh, definition of it say? When would you use it?
1: Um I think it's pretty sure like when someone says something like if someone's like making fun of something and you do it, you're like, "Oh my gosh, don't at me." Like <laughs> like don't expose me. Like it's kind of oh. like that.
3: Okay. Ah,
1: okay. It's meant to be like like playful and teasing, I'm pretty sure.
2: Well there you go. Um, oh well, look, amazing Sarah. Thank you so much for joining us as always. It's uh it's it's very exciting to have you on. I mean, especially I mean we had a change of government. Was that uh was that talked about at all at your school?
1: Um, it wasn't like really talked about at my school, but like my sisters talked about it a lot, so I got to like, I got know most I know I don't know most of it, but I know about it because okay. um, my sister was talking about
3: it. Well, the coolest part of the election for me is when I walked into a cafe in Hamilton, Sarah, and the girl who was there serving, you know, taking the order said, oh, my goodness, um, we watched your TikTok in our English class. And i am just, like, never <laughs> felt so hitting in my life.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, bless. Love that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I reckon that's pretty cool too, Sarah. Hey, thank you <laughs> so much for joining us as always. We'll catch you next time.
1: Of course. Thank you.
3: Breakfast. Yeah. Well, it is that time of the week where we rummage through the Matt and Alex mailbag uh, to cover a few of the topics and the great correspondence we get from you, but we don't necessarily have time or they get in in time for the podcast record. Matt, what are we uh, What are we looking at?
2: Yeah, that's right. Nicole got in touch regarding weird gig experiences and said, uh, saw someone at a Nine Inch Nails gig pierce someone's nipple in the middle of the mosh. Oh, squirmy, a warning.
3: Who's taken along their nipple-piercing needle for the oh, mosh pit? That's God. dangerous. Surely that security had picked that up on the way in. A
2: friend of mine pierced his uh, ear with a, with a girl that he was dancing with's uh, earring. Oh. Just, just, just on the put club it in. dance floor. Yeah, just was
3: like, put a bit of ice on it and then just went through. Oh, my God. Well, Nicole continues saying. Speaking of gigs, our favourites, our Lord and Saviour Darude, had a gig over the weekend, and he did play Sandstorm, but didn't quite deliver. And I think uh, Nicole was filming at the time. This is what happened. Well, here it comes. Here it comes.
2: How funny is that? What <laughs> remix?
3: <laughs> oh, very sneaky wow, from Darude, chucking e- in a different drop at the ends. I don't mind. Da- I, I thought I thought that was going to be much where he was going to rickroll us or something like that. Well,
2: Darude um, by name and Darude by nature.
3: Very, very nice. No, that, very rude that sounds indeed. Like I was getting a little bit jealous listening to that uh, coming in. Oh, and anyway, cool. um, very, very good stuff. Thank you for the message, Nicole. We've also got Brendan. Who said on the topic of forgetting things, uh, being a stay at home dad, a bit busy. So I'll get up in the morning, get distracted by the baby, and then forget about the coffee I made six hours ago. Oh, Man, I hate it when you forget a coffee. Yeah, or a tea. Do you, do you try the microwave? Do you even bother to salvage? Get out the paddles, clear. <laughs> Clear, try to resuscitate it.
2: Well, I do soy, and I tell you what, there's nothing funkier than a cold, chunky soy drink. Oh, it gets really badly frothy and lumpy. Yeah. Mm.
3: No, no good, Brendan.
2: Taylor also got in touch with us regarding uh, the the swimming style butterfly. Says, what's wrong with butterfly, Daiso? What? Got weak shoulders or something? Uh, Yes. (gasps) (laughs) Yes, I do. It's really hard to get your head up out of it the really water,
3: isn't it? It hurts your shoulders trying to do it both <laughs> at the same time. Get them both up
2: at the same time. And I,
3: yeah. Uh, oh, not really to mention outrageous. the elbow as well. That's that's not going to be good for anybody for me. Yeah. So, uh,
2: no, that's why we got Liesel on to back us up, okay? Don't hear it from us. Hear it from uh, one of Australian swimming greats. Absolutely right. Now, look, this brings us to the end of a Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast Week. We hope you are having a good weekend. Uh, very, very excited. Any big plans, Matthew? Do I? Aside from the fact that I've just spent, you know, the last day uh, filming for a uh, TV show that I can't <laughs> talk about.
3: Are you going to be on our screens again very an, soon? It's, it's an episode of a TV show. <laughs> I'm in one scene. Anyways. Wait, are you sure? Or is it going to be like that Nicole Kidman series you got cut out?
2: <laughs> hey, I'm still on the credits. You can hear my voice if you listen close enough. No, I'm hosting my uh, my daughter's childcare trivia night. <laughs> It's a fundraiser. Thank you very much. If you're wondering where my career's at.
3: <laughs> well, Opera House was booked out this weekend, was it? <laughs> right?
2: Hey, hey, you gotta you gotta you gotta make sure that there's money for new monkey bars and stuff in the in the in the daycare center. So uh, just do my bit, mate. Just do my a bit.
3: No, that is true. I think I'm gonna try and see some Jaguar Jones this weekend. Ooh. Um, out of the corner, so that'll be fun but uh, other than that we'll see you around and uh, particularly same place next Monday with a brand new episode of All Day Breakfast bye bye
0: that's it the All Day Breakfast kitchen is closed got a story we need to hear all the links are at mattandalex.com.au Listener